Testing one, two, three, testing one, two, three.
Okay, good afternoon. Let's see here. How are we doing? Mic check, one, two, three. How do I sound? Can you guys hear me okay? Thank you very much. Fortunately, my virtual assistant is having some medical thing going on. So I think the email might not go out, but we got a big turnout. Let's see here. Great. And let me highlight myself here because you guys want to see me. Spotlight for everybody. And our guest is in process. I don't see him. Byron, if you're there, go ahead and raise your hand and I'll bring you in. Until then, we're going to go ahead and launch this and we'll take it. Got some other stuff to do. Let's get some housekeeping done. Three, two, one. Hey, good afternoon. This is Bill Gross, the LA probate expert. And this is our weekly Thursday afternoon probate weekly live stream. We get together every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific. 7 p.m. Eastern, everything in between on either side. <clears throat> and we talk about all things probate, whether you're an investor or a wholesaler, a real estate agent, um, looking to build your business or a family member, executor, administrator, or attorney or vendor, we like to get together and talk about all things probate to help us all make more money, create more income, more wealth for ourselves, and be a better service to our community and family members. So a couple of things I wanted to announce just real quick since um, I'm looking for uh, my our guest. I know I talked to him, he's on his way in here, so we'll just hold our breath and hope that all works out. But let me share with you real quick a couple of things we have working on this week that I think are worthy of your attention. First, a special program for Probate Weekly members. Um, it's gonna be Prospect Court Networking. Now, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Probate Court Networking. So um, you may know that my first coach was Chad Corbett and back when he was all the leads, and then I followed him over to Probate Mastery. And so he's asked me to do a module on what I did to build my business, which was through networking at the probate court. So I'm going to record that material on Wednesday, July 6th. And um, um, I'll put the event, the link in the chat box. But if you are on this call, there's a limited number of tickets. We're selling it for $90. But if you are on this call and use the probate code probate weekly, no space, probate weekly when you get there as a promo code is free. Um, I'd love to have a group looking to have about 100 people total so I can record the material and make it interactive and give you guys a chance to ask questions. But if you're looking to build your business, and I think particularly in these days to do it in ways that don't cost a lot of money, but hopefully will uh, be cost effective for you and time-wise be cost effective for you, um, here's a chance. So we're going to do probate court networking. This will be a module of the upcoming uh, earn class in probate mastery. I think that program is also being launched. It's a pre-launch price ending today at 250. Um, and so it's a fantastic program, a lot of superstars in the probate business. And I'm not getting paid for the $99, frankly, is just to create value for it. I'm, I'm not sure I'm doing it for money. But on the earn program, I'm not getting paid for it at all. I'm just looking to cover some of those costs. But really, uh, something I'd love to do, I'd love to give back to our community. So probate court networking, again, the tickets, it's on July 6th at 2 p.m. Pacific time, and it's free if you use promo, uh, pro, uh, promo code um, probate weekly with no space. Second, you guys might be interested in is Agents Helping Agents, which is a group I have of um, real estate agents. We're hosting a Tony Robbins coach who's going to um, help us motivation-wise. I think um, one of the things I know in these markets, when there's transitions, we're all a little frustrated. We all get disappointed. Deals fall out. We all get new deals. It's time to really ramp up your motivation, your mindset. So we have a Tony Robbins coach coming in. This is free as well. It's an online event on Wednesday at 12 noon, same day. 
So that is free. If you click on it, the, the, it's in the chat box. If you don't have access to the chat box, you can uh, text Robbins, R-O-B-B, I'm sorry, outstanding, O-U-T-S-T-A-N-D-G, outstanding, O-U-T-S-T-A-N-D-O-U-T-S-T-A-N-D-I-N-G, to the phone number 213-460-2577, 213-460-2577. If you do that, you get a list of all of our upcoming events uh, and the links to them as well. So again, next week we have the Tony Robbins event on Wednesday at noon. We have the probate networking event. If you're in Southern California, um, we have on tomorrow, Agents Helping Agents, we're hosting our monthly event in Diamond Bar at the Holiday Inn. We get about 50 agents together and talk about both motivation and tactical things. And we do it networking wise. Hopefully we can share some leads together and do some business together. So all those are available to you. Most of that's free. Um, usually we do events free for real estate agents uh, because we don't have extra money. But more importantly, we need to be saving our cash as a transition period, investing money into things that are going to generate business for us. So love to see you there. Um, now, I'm really excited to add in to our uh, uh, call today. I'm going to put in the spotlight. Uh, if you've been on my calls regularly, uh, two things. You may have seen me interview them already a couple of times. Because the first time I found this program, I jumped all over it. I knew it was a great tool for my customers, uh, for people who didn't have money. Uh, maybe they could do it mostly on their own, but they just couldn't do it on their own. Uh, and yet they needed some professional service. Uh, also, I just like him. He's a fun guy to talk to. Um, but also some exciting news, but I've had him on. And also, I'm sure I mentioned easy-probate.com every single call I do on this call on Tuesday, because I really believe in the product. I'm not an affiliate. I don't get a penny. I just get the joy of talking to Byron Bytris. Byron, welcome back to our Probate Weekly. Thanks, Bill. Great to be here. Excited to talk to everybody. And uh, yeah, all things probate is uh, it's, it's fun to have somebody else who probably talks more about probate or as much as about probate as I do. <laughs> so in the background, there's a nice uh, ocean looks like, or lake. where are you, where are uh, you no, at? Yeah, so I'm an amateur photographer. So that's one of my pictures. Um, uh, it's a terrible business. I think I've made $1,200 selling pictures and I have like $5,000 in a year. So <laughs> it is fun. So uh, I'm in Vermont and that's Lake Champlain uh, that you very, see. Very nice. Very nice. Lake Champlain in Vermont. So um, just, and just for, just to lay it out there, kind of the elephant in the room, um, easy hyphen probate. We actually have scheduled a few months ago. And we delayed it uh, for some exciting news. Again, those you've been on my calls regularly know that I regularly I've interviewed trustandworld.com as a low cost but cost effective tool for estate planning, and I regularly mention it to people as a prospecting tool. Talk to your clients. Talk about estate planning. But what's fascinating, one day I talked to Byron, who tells me that. They were merging or being acquired. And so, Byron, give us the update. What's the relationship now? And I don't have any money with either company. I invest in either company. But I'm just excited to hear you guys working together. So what's the relationship between trustandwill.com and easy-probate.com? Sure. Yeah. So as of May 13, we have been officially acquired, been, been acquired by Trust and Will. And so soon the easy probate brand name, if you will, will kind of like kind of disappear and uh, what we oh. do will be fully integrated under trustandwill.com uh, for the time being probably at least through the end of the year easy probate proper as a website as a as a name will likely linger um, but between now and then it'll kind of shift over and so really when you think about um, both pre-death which is creating a document will and trust trust, trust and will and um, post-death um, 
that's kind of where this unification really comes in. And it really does complete the entire cycle. Fun fact, today was the first time that we, Easy Probate, actually probated an estate uh, from a document created by Trust and Will. So that's really is the kind of the full cycle. Ideally, everybody avoids probate. Uh, but if anybody uh, has been here long enough or does probate enough to know, even the best estate plan, there's always something. Uh, something gets left out of the trust, something gets left, doesn't get titled or things get signed, but then never implemented. And so um, it's, I wouldn't say it's impossible, but it's very, very common to have probate, even if you have a well-executed estate plan. I'm a bit older than you, but I remember the comedy routine on Saturday Night Live, Rosanna, Rosanna Dana. And it was always, it's always something, right? And that's, that's <laughs> real estate or that's probate. It's always something. It was not the inventory appraisal support, or just this form. It's not that form, it's the other form. So uh, yeah, that is definitely the, um, the nature of the business. But it's exciting that going together. And I'll just share with you, you know, a cute story is I had come across trustandwill.com just in my research, referred them, a couple of customers to them who had good experience. But I felt like I found some small, you know, unknown entity. My son-in-law goes to work for a, a significant wealth management firm. And they actually have a relationship, like a company relationship, where they, all of their wealth advisors, I want to say they have 50 or 100, when they refer, that's the one they're approved to refer to, because they feel they get consistent, good service for their clients. And they're not in an affiliate program either. They're just on a discount to their client um, type program. So it's a great company, very well thought of, have you know, great reputation. And when I heard that you were connecting with them, I was really happy for you and proud to say I knew you when you were just a struggling uh, <laughs> Uh, tech company, I guess, in some regards. So um, let's go back to the beginning. What is easy-probate.com soon to be merging into trust and will? But let's talk about the nature of the product. What's the service that you offer the marketplace? Yeah, sure. So um, again, just quick definition. So probate is the legal process of transferring assets after someone passes away. Um, and uh, every person that passes away with assets in their single name that doesn't automatically transfer to somebody else those assets will have to go through probate. And so what we do is we provide a tech solution for probate. Um, again, if you know about probate, you know that this is paper-based, it's court-based, it's kind of a struggle. We're here to make it easy, right? Hence the easy probate and then the soon to be trust and will probate. And the name indicates that our job, our goal, our mission is to make it both accessible, but more importantly, make it easier. So think of us like TurboTax for probate answer our easy questionnaire. It takes about 20 minutes. It's the who, the what, the where, the how much. And then from that, we're able to instantly produce all the forms that are needed to file for probate and give users a step-by-step -step instructions so either they can do it on their own or we also provide, this is really, really key, especially for realtors, we provide an affordable flat fee attorney. Because I think for those in the call here, uh, the whole goal for probate for you is to get to the closing quickly. And anybody who's ever done probate will know that it is typically takes forever. It can be months before your, your even hearing is, is even considered. And before you know it, it's like months, if not years, before you can actually sell the real estate. With our system, as soon as you've done the questionnaire, as soon as you pay, you get the forms instantly. Um, and if you use our attorney plan, we will actually have an attorney representation uh, again, this is a flat fee. If you know probate in California, I'm assuming this is where uh, a lot of people are, 
Um, it's a percent of the assets, which is an enormous expense for people oftentimes make it uh, very unattainable. Uh, Our DIY plan is $600. Um, that's near and dear to my heart, and that fills, fulfills our mission, which is essentially making it accessible for folks. There's a pretty famous study by the Federal Reserve pre-COVID, uh, about 40% of the U.S. population didn't have $400 to pay for any unexpected expense. And so how are people going to be able to pay the traditional thirty-five to 5000 retainer fee, not the total fee, retainer fee of a traditional attorney? It, it just it, it becomes really hard. Yeah, and I, I think I always, on one hand, it's inexpensive, right? So during yourself, $600. Concierge plan, which my experience is, there's a person there, they can call, they walk you through the steps. Uh, and as long as you don't need an attorney, they pretty much will help an average person get through the whole process at 1750. But more than that, in, me, in my mind, is the quality of the service is better than the average attorney. Now, I know great attorneys that refer business to, but 90% of probates in LA County, for example, are done by an attorney who's done one or less in the last 12 months. Hmm. How many, approximately how many probates have you guys done seeing in LA County in the last year? Are you able to um, yeah, so we, we, <laughs> this is something I, I'm famous for saying. Uh, we have done more probate cases than anybody in the history of mankind because no go. one has ever done it at scale. Now, mind you, <clears throat> technically don't do the probate case. We provide either a DIY do-it-yourself service or obviously we're looping in an attorney, but our software has done it. Um, and so we've done more, we've done about 3,500 cases total uh, since uh, 2018. And last year we did about uh, 2,000 um, in that. So obviously ramping up, needless to say, COVID was a unique circumstance for all of us. Um, you know, we joke, we help the dead. That was a very, obviously that's not really necessarily meant to be like a funny joke, but just the, the, how, how we talk about it <laughs> sometimes. Um, COVID really accelerated this notion of an online service for probate. Um, and so, and, and, and LA County is our number one uh, county period. We, uh, I, I'm guessing we must've done 700 um, LA in LA County last year. That's fantastic. Well, you had two things. One, you had people passing, and then second, you had the court closing, which even the best attorneys struggled with the change in procedures, and, and they were changing regularly, um, and, and, but they had to accommodate online. And so that just, it's like you guys were built for that experience. Yeah, for sure. No, actually, one of my proudest moments, you know, for obviously the court shut down in 2020, as, as the world and the country did. One of the things I'm really proud of is we had a case where there was a foreclosure, like it was happening. This is right before the moratorium was going to be issued. As the courts were closed, we figured out how to do an ex parte, no hearing, uh, special administration, and we got letters within one day. Wow! Um, and so that's a it's a unique thing that we kind of stumbled upon, both probate but also uh, foreclosure mitigation for those in the room. Um, obviously, virtually, I would encourage all to really think about um, that as a business line item because there are a lot of reverse mortgages out there when people die and families don't know what they're doing. Uh, the, they start to scramble very, very often, really, really late, and we're get, we get looped in um, at the very, very end. And we're <laughs> sometimes it's hard. We just had a case where we did an ex parte uh, petition again, foreclosure. It was supposed to be the 30th. Um, but because we were able to file quickly, get an attorney involved quickly, uh, we, we've been able to extend that. So again, no guarantees, but 
again, the speed is something that we offer um, and it's not sacrificed with any um, errors because there's no human involved in, if you will, the spelling, the transposing of the data from, nobody's handwriting a form, giving it to an assistant and the assistant then trying to type it up. Our system is you type up the questionnaire, the user does, and then we instantly transpose that onto the correct forms. So in, in my way, and I, I felt like I've used this service, you have used you as a tool three different ways. Number one, as somebody talks to families who are in probate, or I talk to investors, wholesalers who find families who are in probate, I refer them to your service when I think they're capable of using your either DIY program or concierge. There's no reason to spend an extra 5,000, 10,000, $15,000 or more. Uh, they're not gonna, they don't have the money and they don't wanna spend it. Um, and that's the most common use case. So I guess what percentage of business comes to you from direct consumers? I know you guys do advertising online and such. Is that the bulk of your business or do you also work with professionals or for your cases? Yeah, I would say it's probably like 85, 90% is direct to consumer. Um, and it's a growing and uh, ever expanding um, professional. Realtors are our number one referral source. One of the things that we're able to do is um, we have such an insight to the case. Um, so we actually oftentimes will, especially if a realtor, this is actually something that we only do with realtors. If a realtor is involved, we will offer a zero down a probate option. Um, now, granted, there will be some expenses that have to be spent, uh, the, the filing fee, we're not going to front that money, um, and the newspaper announcement, but we can do everything zero down and be paid at closing. Our requirement is typically, as long as there's a realtor involved, that we connect, I get, um, and that the client essentially uh, sign a um, your, not the purchase and sale agreement, but- Listing agreement. The listing agreement. Yeah, that's all our requirement. We just, yeah. we- we're here to help you and your client. And very often they can't do it without um, selling the house. And we've also run into situations where, hey, you can't sell the house unless, you know, the, um, there's always, a, oftentimes there's a family member who lives with mom or dad that has no money, has no job, and uh, you can't sell the house until they move out. They can't move out until you sell the house. You're caught in this and so we've actually uh, worked with a lot of the uh, lending institutions for probate, um, but we're really trying to make, our, our job is to make this faster. Um, and so if you know anything about lending and inheritance loans, it can be very, very expensive, almost 100% interest. In the deals that we've done, um, it's been way, way less because we've been able to close that loop so fast. Right. We get letters typically within 30 to 45 days, very much court dependent on the speed. Um, and then we're working with the realtor kind of in parallel so that the day that we have the letters hopefully is the day you close or at least really, really close. Um, and that's one of our that's probably one of our secret sauce is we loop in the professional so that you know when the hearing is, what to do, what's not do. Instantly after the hearing is over, you're going to be notified success. Here's the minute order, right? So as soon as you get the minute order, you can take that to escrow and be like, let's get a closing date. Um, and then in an ideal world, you're talking days from letters to closing, and the whole thing can be done hopefully in 45 days. So that, that's something that I think we're, we're really happy about and proud that we can close that loop because, again, families are at need. Great for your business to get a sale sooner um, as opposed to, I'm guessing, you know, nine months, 10 months in a, in a, in a traditional sense. On average, two years. 
in yeah. LA County. I mean, if I just pull the spread, the whole spreadsheet out. Oh, wow. So yeah, and so you know, from the day I met you, I, I keep asking myself, why aren't they all done like this? And the answer is, we all find our own path, and customers find somebody they're comfortable with, and and they you know they the attorney tells them they can handle it, but and some can. Look, there's some great attorneys in LA, um, but there are a lot that aren't, and that's the challenge of this is is understanding your limits. Okay. So for anybody in the call here, it's meant to be interactive. Um, we have everybody on uh, mute because we've been Zoom bombed of late. And so you have to request to be unmuted. Either raise your hand in the Zoom application or in the chat box type a question. If you're watching on the live stream on YouTube or Facebook as well, you can type a question. And if you start with the letter Q, I'll know it's a question. It makes it easier for me to pick up and we'll get back to it. We did get a couple of questions. Byron, somebody just loved your... Um, uh, description of the case where you had the, ex, the one day ex parte uh, and you're saying it's an outlier, but he thought it'd be helpful to kind of understand the principles. Can you kind of walk through again? Obviously can't get into the details of the customer. I guess it's probably public record. What was, why is it? I think you mentioned this foreclosure. Why is it? What's the ex parte look like? And then what did you guys do? Yeah, sure. Let, let's first, let's describe the normal process. And then we, uh, we'll describe kind of like where the ex parte, what does that mean? All that stuff. So again, the normal process is you petition the court to get the authority to manage the estate, mm -hmm. right? Um, and you have huge variability amongst courts right now. Uh, I will single out the worst courts, in my opinion. You have Sacramento County, you have, um, you have Solano County, and then Contra Costa. Why are wow. they the worst? We didn't make top three. That's good to hear. Yeah, why are they the worst is they take three to six months to just even process anything, wow. right? Um, and so that is where probate gets so frustrating for people um, is how long it can take the court, right? Then you start adding any other delays ahead of that, is, it takes forever. Um, so outside of those courts, typically you get a hearing 30 to 45 days after your petition. That gives everybody plenty of time to do the proper notices right before the hearing. You have to have notices to the heirs and the public notice, the ad in the paper, uh, typically 15 days before the hearing. So that's the normal cycle. So ex parte, um, although some people call it ex parte, um, I, I studied Latin, so ex parte I think is the way, is the correct one. <laughs> ex parte simply means one party. Um, and you're basically saying the court, hey court, there is a special circumstance where I need you to consider this right now um, and I need temporary limited authority. So in California, if you can bypass the notice, which is required by law, so it's not like, it's not like you're not ever going to do it. You're just saying, I need it yesterday, please. And then we'll do the proper channel first. So really the ex parte petition is a two-part uh, petition where you tell the court the emergency, um, typically foreclosure, right? That's uh, with real estate, that's going to be the emergency. Other reasons could be um, the properties in danger. Um, you know, maybe somebody's living in it and they need to be removed because it's a whatever. As long as you can articulate a reasonable uh, cause to have um, an emergency hearing, and that's what an ex parte petition really is. It's an emergency hearing, uh, the court will consider it. Um, and so the, the nature of the, the hearing is that it's same day. Again, there's local rules, so you have to potentially asterisk some counties really suck. Uh, I mentioned a couple of them. Uh, you really have to pound them to like even get these emergency petitions in front of the judge as well. Um, so then the judge will give an emergency limited authority, 
Um, and then typically you're asking the court within that limited scope just to gather assets, right? Open up a block account where the, the uh, executor administrator won't be able to write checks unless approved and ability to sell the house without any further instructions from the court, uh, typically without the notice of proposed action or the hearing that is often with limited authority. So that's generally how it works. Um, and it's, 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 a, it's, it's a special situation again, and you have to clarify that. And typically you have to prove it. You can't just say, hey, there's an emergency, trust me. You have to show the foreclosure notice that's gonna happen. Typically there's a trustee sale already and, and so forth. Um, and so then once you have your special authority, um, it's typically limited. Again, you're going, to, you're going to be very limited in what you can do, and it does expire. And so you either file right alongside it the normal full authority, which then the hearing will be X number of weeks to months into the future, the normal cycle. And then as your authority is then ending, uh, your other authority is then beginning. And in that case, was a customer paying for the attorney plan? So is that all that for $5,000? Yeah. And we highly recommend the attorney plan in those situations. Yeah. Why is that? Um, again, without getting into the huge concept of the unauthorized practice of law, um, the ex parte petition is not a standard petition. You just download. Um, and so it does require a little bit of um, judgment and insight, something that we try to do very quickly. Again, we, as you can tell, we operate very fast. Um, these petitions, we move them top of the list. I get involved personally, um, and I kind of go through all, all the um, all, all the stuff, and we do it for that same flat fee. And often this relationship, right? The attorney you're picking, you've used for other cases. They've done business in that, in that area. An individual on their own just is not going to have the relationship with the judge, and the judge is going to be hesitant to to do any individual. Five thousand dollars for that price is absolutely amazing. Um, Next question, I love this. I love asking this question because this is the other reason why I got involved with you. Do you, the answer is yes, provide services nationwide? Yeah, we provide in every state. Um, there's a handful of states that require an attorney by law. And so we, um, we may not be able to do every proceeding. And so at minimum, we're able to do what's called the small estate or the simplified proceedings um, in every state. Uh, the five states that require an attorney by law are Texas, Florida, Mississippi, Missouri, and Iowa. We are live Texas and Florida. We have attorney partners there, um, and we're looking to expand our attorney partners in the other states that are just a little bit smaller. They haven't really, I hate to say it hasn't been an economic uh, reason. It's an important reason, social reason for us to want to do it. But try, you know, we haven't yet to have an attorney in some of those smaller states. Um, and then there are quirky counties like Cook County, Illinois, if you don't have an attorney, they're, they're gonna deny you. And so we, um, we, we have had attorney partners for Illinois because it's an important state. Again, the five states are Texas, Florida, Iowa, Missouri, and Mississippi. Correct. Where you need an attorney, so you have to use the attorney plan in, on your program in those states? Yeah, again, there are always exceptions. Generally speaking, if you qualify for those simplified procedures. So for example, mm -hmm. Florida has a summary administration. Our experience, even though there's no technical um, law that says you don't need an attorney in those situations. In our experience, judges with like 99% of the time will accept the petition without an attorney. Got it. And same with Texas, if it's a, um, uh, it's called movement of title, which is essentially summary administration. Uh, so there are, there, sometimes there are these exceptions, even if the state requires an attorney by law. Got it. And the other ones, you just don't have attorneys at this point. 
Iowa, Missouri, Mississippi, but you were able to do some things, just none of the things. Yeah, and actually one of the, going back to with our partnership with Trust and Will is they also offer attorney plans with their wills and trusts. Oh. They have a bank of attorneys that we are now expanding. So um, hopefully within um, weeks to maybe two months, um, we should be expanding into like 12 or, or, or more states. Got it. Got it. Wow. Okay, great. Um, I see Al's hand up, but I'll turn off his, his uh, camera. Mike, if you're there, Al, be glad to put you back on if you unmute yourself. One way for that, um, uh, Wendy asks, does the 45 days include court proceedings? Yeah, so generally speaking, the 45 days is the court proceedings. So like when you file, the, you're going to get a hearing date. Generally speaking, that's 30 to 45 days from the date that you file. So that is the hearing date. And mind you, the hearing can be very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very functory. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because I'll give you a really good example. In, um, in San Diego, if you ever listen to probate court, anybody, first of all, yeah. anybody can log on and listen to probate court. It's kind of interesting. It Sometimes is. you get some fun, juicy cases. But most of the time, it's like the judge is like, the following cases are pre-approved. And they just rattle them off or they're posted as a pre-approval. If that's the case, then typically no one even needs to show up. Right. They just go right through them. It's only if there's a question or sometimes if a judge just routinely does that. So the hearing is typically 30 to 45 days. That is the proceeding. And that's when the judge will approve the petition, sign the order. And then the only thing that really is physical still in California is you do have to physically print the letters of authority, sign it, mail it to court, and have it mailed back to you. Sorry, yeah. Sadly, that's usually like the uh, anticlimactic moment where you're just not waiting for the mail uh, yeah. often. Yeah. Uh, Al, I see you back on there. Uh, what's going on? Big Al from Ventura. Well, I have a semi-long question. I don't know if I should call. I put the property represented to escrow. Let's we do this, Al. Escrow, the buyer put their deposit in and the seller hello yeah you got a bad connection we'll, you. wait turn off the video and we'll go audio only. wait turn off the video and we'll do audio only. all right is that better yes <laughs> i guess i didn't turn I pulled off. over okay i was driving okay so i've got this house in escrow I've got this house in escrow. The buyer and seller sign the contract. Yeah. The buyer signs the escrow instructions, put her money in. I go out to the seller's house to get the escrow instruction signed, and she's had a heart attack. The, the mom and the daughter refuse to go forward. She dies. The title company says we can't give the deposit back until five years. It goes to unclaimed property. So I lent them years before that 200 bucks and I have a signed receipt and it's in the contract. They're paying me back the 200 bucks so they could go bankrupt to stop a foreclosure. So I'm a creditor and I spoke to your company once and I look on the foreclosure computer yesterday and they're in foreclosure now. Uh, they were telling me I should do the $5,000 program, and then I got to publish, and I got to do this other stuff. But you mentioned something about you have something for realtors, or you have a quick ex party. Is there a way you guys could help me? Well, I guess, yeah, I'll try to unpack that. So if you're a creditor, um, 
Well, let me ask you this. Are you, this is probably best we maybe have a one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, gonna it. So. <laughs> the, the, heirs, the heirs refuse to touch it and they just let yeah. it want to let it go back to the bank. So let's, you know, yeah, let's have one one, but numbers. this might be helpful for everybody. Um, yeah. is there is a like a priority of who can be the executor administrator, and literally the last person of priority in California can be anybody else. That's the actual statute. The last person of priority can be anybody else. So we've had situations where either like the financial advisor, the accountant, or oftentimes a realtor petitions the court to be the um, uh, the, uh, the administrator. So let's definitely check because I think there's there's opportunity here for us to help you. If it is in foreclosure, depending how far away the foreclosure is, uh, the more likelihood uh, there, there's still time to do stuff. So um, Al, if you could uh, talk to Bill and have Bill, we'll, we'll, we'll share my direct um, contact and why don't we chat? Yeah. Great. Yeah, I could use some help before it goes back to the bank. We don't want that. But I think also another point that I'm going to be saying is there are other people who can file probate besides errors, such as creditors, for example. So it's not uncommon. The creditors will file a probate because they can't find any errors. And now the blue and error pops up. The creditor says, fine, go ahead and take control. Just we want to get paid. And, they, and yeah. they've begun the process. So, um, And we also have a network of professional fiduciaries. So if you don't want to, because one of the things that is important for you guys is selling real estate. If, you, if you're the executive administrator, uh, you may have a conflict to also then be their listing agent or even receive any compensation for that. So you can loop in a professional uh, fiduciary. And so we actually have a network of that as well. I didn't know that. That's, yeah, I was looking for one literally Monday and Tuesday. So oh, well, yeah, next, time right? <laughs> next time I'll call you. Yeah. I struggled for a couple of days. I, I, I missed the opportunity actually to turn it on somebody else. So that's the way it goes. Okay. Um, Matt asked a question. I'm not quite sure I understand it, Matt. I may need you to come in here and explain a little bit. Is it, your question is, um, uh, let's see here. I need, um, how many times do you use expert for homes before it becomes a maintenance issue? Abandoned homes really are hard sales. I often have to auction them. So it's interesting. So Matt is, an, is actually an auctioneer, I think, by trade or business. Um, uh, but the truth is, now, I'll just tell a quick story, and then, and, and then Byron, I'll ask you what your involvement is on the, on the status of the property. I had a property once where um, there were no pictures. It wasn't listed in the MLS. It was a court confirmation sale that requires listing the MLS. And it wasn't the MLS. So I called the, the listing agent and said, well, what's the deal? Why is it listed? He said, well, call the attorney, which I love. I called the attorney, and the attorney said, well, the agent told me that the property is in such bad condition, you could not put it in the MLS. So well, that's not true. I probably have three listings worse than that one. Um, so I would say it's not common in probate properties. We sell property that's in very bad condition, which I try to get it cleaned out. And that means junked out and, you know, dangerous things removed uh, and then cleaned up. I'll send Molly maids in. But Byron, when you guys get a case and it's an out-of-state family member, uh, the property might be in really bad condition. It might be dangerous to go in. It might be squatters or something. How do you guys handle those cases um, with those properties? Sure. So for us, the process is virtually the same. The only thing I'll note is often, uh, well, not often, pretty much universally, when there's an out-of-state executive administrator, there will be the minimum bond required. And so that's just one procedural thing that you will have to do. There's, there's, there's no way to waive that bond. It's, it's required. Uh, so we'll just have to get the bond. Um, and so the, the, 
the best way to think about abandoned or really really estate in general, right? So regardless of the condition, is if if you can get everybody's agreement and there's no contest and you get full authority, um, you are not going to be subject to the petition to sell property and then the potential having um, somebody else outbid you, right? Because even if you have a signed contract and you have limited authority, there's a chance that somebody can come in and say, I'll offer a dollar more or whatever, um, and I'll bid you. So with full authority, which is why we do recommend very often with real estate, if you're going to sell, to consider our, our attorney plan, even though there's no attorney requirement in California, we have seen too often where the judge will say, I give you limited authority simply because you don't have an attorney. Um, I wish it wasn't true, but it, so that's, that's one thing to note. Um, again, which is circling back why we want to work with realtors more. And, and again, if you're involved, we can do a zero down. So then the whole thing is paid at closing. Um, so that's the one thing to really consider. So I guess looking back, uh, I think it was Matt with his question, abandoned homes, yeah, they're really hard to sell. Even more reason you want full authority. You don't want the court involved, quote unquote, approve your sale, because then you can just do a, an investor deal. You can just sell it for whatever you guys agreed that is the right price. Um, the executive administrator does have a duty, a financial duty to do uh, you know, their best, to do an arm's length transaction. Um, and obviously to get to maximize the value. And you do get to consider the potential condition slash how much work money is will be needed to get the house up to, to par. And that's a factor in the, re the rationale as to why you might sell it for quote unquote under market price. Uh, and, yeah. the, and the reason why I ask that is because here in North Carolina, we'll have probates that aren't filed for 10 years. And then all of a sudden they are and the house is falling apart mm -hmm. by that time because there's no been nobody main, maintaining the home. So I was at, I, that my main question was, uh, was do you are you allowed to go in there and file for the limited authority before uh it actually hits probate or are you taking that on yourself and then yeah, saying look we so have just to have the just so that there's no confusion the limited authority is probate right so um think of think of any authority to manage the estate as probate and so the limited authority typically is designed for special circumstances the main ones are protection of the value of the house um, and very often if there's minor children involved where somebody has to then either supervise them and or get access to the bank account to feed them, clothe them, you know. So those are the main two kind of like standards for why you might have um, special authority. Uh, and I was, yeah. So generally speaking, you definitely need probate um, first and you don't have to wait 10 years or whatever. Uh, anybody, anybody really can potentially file um, the only thing I, I will caution anybody here is you really do have to know who the family is because you are required by law to notify them. Um, and so that's probably the one limiting factor. Anybody, any random stranger wanting to be the executive administrator, you're going to have to do your research as to who is who in the family to notify them. Exactly. But, but if you do the reasonable effort and can't find and identify family members, um, you can move forward as long as you document to the court satisfaction you made those efforts uh, and they can move forward with whatever has to be done with the property. So yeah, just a clarification. Typically, you document those efforts. If you know who the family member is, you just can't 
locate them. That's very different than just not knowing who is the family, right? So uh, very often we've seen the court require genealogy reports. Again, if, if you're not a family member, if you can't attest to who it is. But again, that's a little bit more nuanced and, and state by state, county by county kind of, kind of rules. Got it. A uh, question from uh, Gunnar. Gunnar, uh, how can we help you? Uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, can you hear me okay, by the yep. way? Okay, perfect. Uh, it's not really a question. I just wanted to uh, sort of a little bit of a caution. I was just on the, like an hour phone call with the PR. Got off the phone, properties in Gardena, California. And uh, she had full authority. Obviously, she can sell at any time when she wants to. Her attorney will not give in and will not, will not let her sell without having the court referee come up. So she's been waiting, this, this poor lady, for almost five weeks to get the, uh, the referee to come out. And during that time, they had squatters come in the house. And now we have, we're trying to do an eviction. We just started that at eight, eight months later it's in LA. So when the attorneys, this is actually, it's, a, um, it's not an attorney. It's one of, the, one of those uh, elder care law facilities. So it probably is an attorney, but um, more than likely not familiar with the probate process, obviously. Yeah, because so, uh, you alluded to it's not required uh, yeah. to have the referee do it first. We we do it all the time. In fact, on the yeah, inventory, there's a little checkbox. <laughs> it's like, um, did you sell it before the inventory can happen? Um, and so, yeah, I, uh, I I feel for you. That's 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 pretty horrible. Yeah, and they can always supplement, you know, before the hearing, whether it be for court confirmation sale or for authority hearing. You can always get the probate referee is really for those who don't know is really a, an appraiser. Um, yep. The court designates some probate referees a different term in California. They're publicly known. You can look up and find their name and their address, the phone number, not to harass them, but in a business-like manner to expedite the, the case. Um, generally, I find them pretty good, but occasionally one or two gets way behind. And uh, I have one right now. We, we had a $2.2 million escrow that I'm at both ends on. And yep. the guy just could not get out to clarify something. And we gave him four weeks and He's looking for another four weeks. Yikes, it, yeah, they only do a drive-by. One of the problems with them is sometimes they come in a little too high because they only drive by. They don't know how bad correct. it might be inside. Probates tend to be pretty beaten up on the inside. But I find yep. if I show them pictures and such, they'll change that. Now, I've, I've spoken to, uh, I used to be an appraiser in LA. So I know a bunch of them. And vast majority, they don't even get in their car. They just do a Google drive-by. So wow. they, it might be two, three-year-old pictures of the house even right. that they're wow. actually looking at. It's, it's funny, California, they, they have like a, you know, an invoice like for their fee and then they can charge, I forget how much for the photos and they would charge like, you know, from, from days back when, you know, uh, Byron's an amateur photographer, but, you know, there are days when people would charge uh, for photos, five bucks a picture or something. They would charge like yeah. $35 for some photos. Really, you drove by with your phone and you paste them <laughs> in the report. But that's just... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was just a, a little caution if you uh, get into that uh... And this, this lady, I mean, I, I obviously can convince her. It's, I actually sent her copies of the California probate code, the, the pertinent areas, just to you know, show the, her. The so thing she I've can done, talk to that. The other thing I've done in this case, Gunnar, is I've pulled, you know, I, I subscribe different data sources, and I'll pull, let's say, all the cases that that attorney's done in the last year. Now, they might have done 10 or 12 or 15. Okay, then, yeah. you know, give them some credit. But typically, I find these attorneys were very positioned on these things. They're very defensive, very scared. They haven't done but one a year or one every two years. Yep. And, I, and I'll call the train and tell them, listen, I've been in court. I've seen it done this way. 
Um, so I don't know if I can help you at all with that, but be glad to if I can. And, and Byron, how you know how many cases have you guys done in LA County again? Some oh, thirty-five hundred, you said? Yeah, well, that's total. I mean, LA County oh. is almost like half of our business. I mean, um, it's it's a lot. So yeah, hundreds. And LA County actually is a model to me for how probate should work. Um, wow. E-filing is easy. Court call is. I mean, everything from a technology perspective, I, I yep. would say it's top notch. Um, obviously, wow. there's a lot of judges, a lot of cases, so it can easily get lost in the shuffle yep. if you're on top of it. But I just love how easy it is to follow a case, show people where things are. You can download documents. It's it's amazing from that perspective. Yeah, I, I work four counties here in Southern California and LA, as you say. They're by far the best ones. Even their website is lightning fast compared with the other, <laughs> with the Orange County and yeah. Riverside, San Bernardino. Right. Anyway, thank you. Thanks, thanks, Scott. Thank you so much. Uh, we got another question from um, Christopher. Uh, I think I know who Christopher is. Just clarify the special authority allows the administrator to sell without the notice of proposed action. You know, um, and so, so for those who don't know, we have in, in California and most states, you have, as Byron said, a limited or full authority. Full authority would be the administrator can do most what they want to on their own. Uh, limited authority means most major things have to be approved, like the sale has to be approved by the court, expenses have to be approved by the court. But even with full authority um, to sell to sell the property, normally you would need a notice of proposed action. And many times attorneys will say to me, oh, it's not required by law, which is true, but the title companies will require it in order to uh, change title. There's an exception, which is the attorneys will send out notices of the parties who would, who would need the 15 days notice and they'll, they'll sign waivers of the notice and that way it can happen more quickly. Um, so Byron, do you guys prepare, would you do waivers to expedite to avoid the notice of proposed action? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think also the question was related about, um, I mean, you can always, as long as the judge has ordered it, obviously then you, you can do it and you can point to the title because uh, in our special administration packet, we typically ask the judge for permission to sell without notice of proposed action, without notice. Because again, you're trying, if you don't do this quickly, you're going to lose the house. And there, there is no asset anymore. So that's typically how that would work. So obviously, a special circumstance. In the normal authority, no emergency. Um, yeah, we would uh, either do the notice of proposed action and or uh, prepare all the, the waivers um, in, in the packet as well. That's fantastic, that's fantastic if you do that. Um, okay, so upcoming items, somebody asked for, put that in the chat box. And uh, let's see. I missed a lot of questions. I guess we've been talking for a while here and this thing's been scrolling <laughs> by. I wasn't paying attention. Sorry, guys. Um, wow. Okay, how many, just for me, let's see the link. Okay, so I put back in the link for the upcoming events back in the chat box, you have that again. Um, Kim asked you for business out to agents, brokers. Kim, he sends all referrals to me. That's what I'm having on the call today. No, it's not true. But uh, so do you refer business out to agents? Do you get agents who bring you business? I think I know the answer to that one, but go ahead, Byron. How do you handle that? Yeah, obviously we want to be as open and, and receptive as we can. We don't have a fixed list that we refer out to. One of the things that I'll be perfectly honest with you that we are going to be building is kind of like a marketplace uh, and in our position, we have a unique, very unique advantage in that we know um, before anybody that obviously there's somebody going to be filing the petition because they're doing it on our website and if they're going to be selling real estate. Um, so in the not too distant future, we are hoping to basically be rolling out like a marketplace of like, these are going to be pending sales that need a realtor. 
Um, so how we do that, that's really going to be devil in the details. Um, obviously, uh, unrealistic to be able to have a thousand uh, referral partners and feed them all. Uh, but something that we're going to be rolling out. Um, so to be determined. But yes, we do work with realtors. Um, reach out to me if you want to be on the list. I'm happy great, to kind of kind of work that out to some degree. Great. great. Uh, Mikey has a great question also. Uh, do you do fee waivers for your eligible clients? So just to explain, in LA County, the fee to file probate, separate from the easy probate fees or the attorney's fees, are the fees the county charges or third-party expenses. So you have a, the filing for the county for the form, I think it's 374 or 354 or something. And then you have the publication fee, which could be another $300. The LA County will often waive the fee. There's a form that the customer fills out saying there's a hardship, and then they either approve or don't approve it. Um, do you guys, uh, Byron, do you guys? Um, yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's really core to our business. Um, if, if I didn't mention this, all of our plans have a payment plan. So the lowest that we do, unless of course we do the zero down, our DIY, we do $120 a month. So people can get part, started with probate for $120. And so whenever someone does a payment plan, we'll ask them, hey, do you need uh, any more assistance in getting the court fee waiver? Because obviously if they don't have 600 for us. They're not going to have the 450 year um, filing fee plus the uh, newspaper. The newspaper is the only thing that like um, you have to do. So you, they got to beg, borrow, and steal. Um, but at the minimum, we can make it so you can get started with $120 um, and then just have to do the newspaper announcement. And I, I, I mean, as a professional, I offer to pay for a special credit card for advancing money for families. And so just FYI, Byron, if you have a client who needs the publication done or the 120, I, I offer that for them okay. as a service. Kevin asked a question. I think this goes back to the prior question. Um, he had a tenant pass away who owes him money and he passed away. He, did, he can't find anything about whether a probate was done or not. How would you find out? So I can say, Kevin, you know, we can search the person and see if he owned any property. You can search multiple states. Um, now, as far as money, uh, I, I, there, are, there are services that will um, research people and see if they have bank accounts, life insurance policies and such. That costs some cash up front, may or may not be worth it for you. But for real estate, for sure, you can find out and check most counties, find out if, if their name pops up. And then if so, you can do a probate. And once you get the probate rolling, you can even advance yourself against some of that money to find out about the rest. Byron, any other insights as far as research? Yeah, actually, there's a great resource that uh, we always recommend. Uh, every state has a uh, publicnotice.com kind of uh, website. So if you just Google X state, so let's just Google California public notice, uh, there is a California public notice.com. And then you can just search for the name um, and filter for probate. So um, the only limitation here is there are some states that do not require a public notice, namely New York. So that won't work in the, that state. Uh, but 90% of the time in most states, you have to do a public notice. So if there's a hearing, if there's a probate case happening outside of the small estate affidavit, uh, which means there's no court process, uh, it will be listed in the publicnotice.com. So that would be a great resource. It's free. Um, and it, as soon as the paper hits, it's on that as well. Um, question, are you affiliated with probatejunkies.com? Probate junkies. <laughs> I, I I know of who did that, but I don't think they're still around. I don't see. I've looked at that service, and um, I don't think that's still doing what that used to do. Maybe I'm wrong. Is that like a um, uh, helping people clear out stuff? No, more about uh, 
more about getting um, data of uh, upcoming probate cells and. I oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, but I don't think that I don't think you're involved with that at all. No. Um, okay, uh, Jasmine, realtor investor, looking into connecting your work. Very good, Jasmine. Nice to have you. Uh, okay, Kevin's answer is fine. Uh, will your stuff cover bankruptcy for your clients? That's interesting. Well, uh, no, but to... actually, um, as a legal tech entrepreneur, there is a ever expanding legal tech, and there is a service for bankruptcies, and so there is. Um, it's called unbound or it'll come to me in a second um, but they 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 are the easy probate um, of bankruptcy so they offer free bankruptcy services um, and then depending on the situation there may be attorney referrals as well so um, if I you know what here let's just look at it because I'll google it right now because it'll bother me so online bank of course I'm gonna have to tell my wife don't pay attention to my search history um <laughs> <laughs> Upsolve. So here I'm gonna I'm gonna put the link Thanks. in the chat here. So Upsolve is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful organization, um, and they help people file bankruptcy on their own without an attorney. Right. Um, there's even an, there, all all this without an attorney stuff is burgeoning. There's immigration without an attorney. There's all these companies doing it. Uh, the one thing that's really, really interesting about them, um, I'll just put a plug, is, again, I mentioned the unauthorized practice of law. They came out with flying fists. They proactively sued the New York Attorney General uh, for infringement of free speech, because as you can imagine, attorneys don't want people like us to exist. And we've actually had two, what I call them, bar fights, two inquiries about the unauthorized practice of law. And you know, without saying we won, we're still here. And our, our business practice is not altered materially. Um, so, but it's an amazing organization and I would highly, highly recommend anybody to read about this because this is a really constitutional right in my opinion, the right to represent yourself. I mentioned those states that require it by law. I'd love to change that because that's in my opinion, unconstitutional. Uh, it does affect um, obviously some uh, certain demographics, uh, largely minorities and, and people of low income. Uh, I'm Hispanic, I was born in Guatemala. So anybody who is not kind of your prototypical either wealthy person or white can have a hard time oftentimes in court. Um, and we see that all the time. So I, I would encourage all of you to really look at the organizations involved to push some of these things forward because I think the legal issues in the world that we have is oftentimes a power struggle. And there's a lot of, I, I, hopefully that wasn't a big soapbox, but I love these guys. They punched New York right in the face. Um, and I just think that's awesome. You know, I'm not a person of color, but I see too often attorneys from different minority groups not serving their community. And I think organization uh, companies like yours, you're not a nonprofit. You're not, you know, at least you don't tend to be a nonprofit. Um, but I think serve the customer so much better than the system does now, even with people who make their life's habit to, to help underserved populations, offering it inexpensively, you know, literally, uh, you know, I would be glad to advance funds. You're glad to advance funds. They can literally do it for free and save money and keep that money within the family structure for their, yeah. their wealth or legacy wealth. Uh, Mikey asks, is he based in LA County? No, he's, based, he's in Vermont. Is your company based in Vermont as well? And then post-merger now, what does that mean? What are you guys going to do? Yeah, so Trust and Will is a San Diego company. So now- Who? Yeah, Lucky we're, you. We're, we're, we're California, um, <laughs> if you will, uh, a company. Um, but we have employees in 20 states. Again, Trust and Will does. 
Uh, we have attorney partners in many states. Our uh, California, our main California attorney partner is also in San Diego as well. Um, and uh, one of the things that we, how, how do we make this so efficient is A, we're online. Um, and we, one of, the, one of the limitations I didn't express is some states still require physical appearance, which is so terrible. Um, one of the reasons we're able to make it so inexpensive is uh, our attorneys appear remotely. Um, and so that reduces the, the need. So one person can really handle, one attorney and his staff and his other attorneys under him is able to handle all the volume that we produce in California, which is why we're able to make it affordable. And we even found a couple of services that, uh, uh, that have what's called appearance attorneys, where somebody will just literally, an attorney will just show up on yep. behalf of another attorney. And for whatever reason that's allowed, but you can't zoom in. So it, the whole thing is kind of silly at times um, when it comes to the, sort of the court process. The appearance chairs are really interesting in LA because there'll be guys, that's all they do. They get yep. like 175 per appearance. You might have four or five a day and they have different courts at the same time. And when they went early, when they went late, they're running around and, and the online service is so much more efficient, but better than either is getting your paperwork done ahead of time and being what's called referred for approval where there's no real hearing. That's actually the best. Uh, Patricia Castillo asks, uh, do you work with special needs pro, uh, pooled trusts where there's no real estate assets, only 401k funds to be dispersed to beneficiary that's receiving social security and Medicare. That's a very specialized um, Yeah, that's case. one on the planning side. Uh, if I didn't mention this earlier, I'm a certified financial planner. So the short answer is yes. However, by definition, special needs trust does require legal advice. I, I will be the first to agree with a lot of that. And so what we would actually do is connect you uh, when we do our estate planning and we, we find out that the situation does require a little bit more, more advanced help, we will then refer and do those things. And um, so short answer is I'm an expert in it, but we will have to loop it in attorney for sure. Uh, I'll knock a couple of these questions real fast or we're going to wrap up. Um, will you work with properties that are only limited authority? Meaning if the, um, I guess, petitioners out of state you know it's going to be limited authority going in. You guys do those with court confirmation, don't you? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, actually, if anything, we'll fight to get full authority. Uh, right. Like I mentioned earlier, right. sometimes you'll just get a judge is like, we petitioned for full authority. Everybody agreed to full authority. And the judge is like, well, screw you. You don't have an attorney, limited authority. Right. So then we will like basically kind of repetition and be like, no, 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 full authority. Um, so right. we can either do that and or if it is limited authority, it's not the end of the world. It is a hassle. So we do try to undo it. Um, and we can even then loop in the attorney, um, add the attorney to it to get full authority. So yes, the short answer is absolutely. We can help with limited authority still. So, so there are a bunch of agents who asked to be the referral partner for you in various states. Um, what I will say is, um, you know, I'm looking to build a national network as well. Uh, I have this group. I have the probate experts group in Facebook. Um, there's also a product executorium that I had on here before, which is like a um, Rolodex of people in this space as well. So I encourage you to, to, to join those. And uh, I, you know, I want to make my best case with Byron to be a resource to help them as well. And you can reach out to him as well. Um, I think just to wrap up here, just because we came up on top of the hour, I want to thank you for your time. Byron Bacchus is <laughs> founder of easy-probate.com. So today, if you were going to go there, it's easy-probate.com but they're uh, acquired by and will be merged into trustandwill.com. I've had them on my show previously. They're a um, estate planning service similar to his. They're online, cost-effective, yet and do a really good job. 
not for everybody, um, certainly not for specialized detailed cases that need um, expert legal uh, um, services, but for the do-it-yourselfer or people who need basic services at a very reasonable price. Byron, it's always a pleasure to have you on the call. I really appreciate you so much, your support. I appreciate your service and what you guys do. I wish you the best of luck in your new format. We'll continue working together. Awesome. And thank you, Bill. And a big plug, uh, Bill's a great person and he's definitely one of the people that is top of mind whenever we have a realtor that we need referral. And very often his network of realtors that he knows in, across the state is a, a, so is, is a useful resource for us. So I encourage all of you to really uh, reach out to Bill um, in, um, in, his, in his program because he's, he's just wonderful. So thank, thank you. you. You guys have a great night. It's eight o'clock my time. Um, and um, I hope to be here again. Thank you. And then to the rest of you, a couple housekeeping items. Tomorrow in Diamond Bar is our Agents Helping Agents event at the Holiday Inn. That's, for, that's tomorrow at 9 a.m. Um, in the next week, we have our Perfecting Your Listing Presentation Pomona. That's Tuesdays at 10. That's a weekly program. Next Thursday, we have a Brew Real, real Estate for Real Estate Agents. Uh, beer on La Brea Avenue, south of Wilshire. That's free. All this is in the upcoming events document here in the chat box, or if you text upcoming to 213-460-2577. Again, 213-460-2577. Next week, a couple special events. On Tuesday, on, um, Tuesday we have Tony, um, that's actually wrong, it's Wednesday, uh, we have Robbins event. It's actually July 6th um, at noon. We have Tony Robbins organization is gonna do motivational for our agents, helping agents. And then uh, on July 6th, Wednesday at 2 p.m., I'm doing a segment on probate court networking. I'm gonna describe how I built my business by going to court daily. And these are just basic fundamentals that I put together that you can use to build your business as well. Given the court in LA is opening up, but other courts around the country are opening up as well. Hopefully you'll find them helpful. So again, check out the uh, upcoming events. Uh, we do this probate weekly every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm Bill Gross, the LA probate expert. Thank you guys so much for being on the call. Really appreciate your support. Make it a great week and a, and a great weekend and a great fourth. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.